Good morning and welcome to our Four Questions Journalist Spotlight. This week we're talking with Nicole Carr with WSB Television, WSB TV. Uh, Nicole, good morning. Good morning, Mitch. I'm glad we're able to take some take some time. Uh, Me too. I'm on PTO. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit jealous, although I'm I'm trying to take a few days off before the end of the year as well. Um, Well, let's let's get right into it. So you are a investigative reporter with WSB TV, but give us a little background. It's like, where did did you come from? Where did you, you know, I know TV reporters usually work a couple of places before they get to Atlanta. So talk to me about where, how you got here. Okay, so um, we grew up military brats, and my last assignment in TV actually, it was actually in my hometown of Fayetteville, North Carolina, which is um, home to Fort Bragg. Right. And uh, so I was able to cover the military and my hometown for uh, WTVD, which is the ABC O&O in Durham, covers Raleigh, Durham, Fayetteville. So we were, we were back home in North Carolina uh, before this. And uh, prior to that, I was in the Greensboro area on a second stop because um, I went back there after I got married, returned to that market, and uh, I'd been in Nashville before that. So I've just kind of been all over the southeast, but mostly at home in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how many years at WSB now? Oh, my goodness. Um, This Oh, in March, it will be five. Five years. Okay. All right. And uh, so you are in, you're on the investigative team. Mm -hmm. So tell me, what is, what does that entail? What is, what's the focus there? Well, let me tell you, it has certainly evolved. I think over at Channel 2, there was always a different kind of workflow to our investigative unit. Um, At our station, we are also in the daily mix, as well as working on long-term stories. And so our bigger investigative pieces before the pandemic used to air during the sweeps period, you know, so you had four times a year where those projects that you'd been working on for months and months, they would air. Of course, um, and you were, I'll give you an example. I've I've had a week pre-pandemic where I was in Mexico on the Saturday and Sunday and back in the morning meeting on Monday morning at nine o'clock turning a daily. So that <laughs> like, that's literally how, how that went. It was like, you'd get some time off the board, you'd be working on that, that investigation. And then you'd, you'd be back there leading the six o'clock with, with whatever uh, we needed to lead with. Uh, since the pandemic, whoo, we've gone through a couple of different phases. We launched uh, WSB tonight uh, back in April which allowed us to do some longer form reporting. And um, some of that was more in depth on COVID issues. And then some of it was investigative. Um, We were figuring out what was happening with the airport and an issue they had with folks, you know, spending the night in the airport and that being a growing problem as we address problems that were mounting with our homeless population and what to do during the, the pandemic. Uh, We had a a period over the summer where there were extreme testing delays and lost tests that were at the hands of, you know, um, state agencies and testing. So we've gotten in deeper into issues, social justice issues, 
a deeper look at the Ahmad Arbery case and investigations that we had already run on the Brunswick DA in that area and how it played into what we were seeing over the summer. So we were getting a chance to look in depth for four or five minutes in, in these topics and delve in. Uh, our investigative team is back into the daily mix as well as election coverage now. So the elections forced us to evolve. Um, I had an investigation last week about a, a true vote, voter fraud investigation that uh, stemmed from a, a Florida resident who was encouraging folks to come here and had registered here knowing that he was not a, a, a yeah, permanent I, resident. Yeah, I saw, I saw that one. And he caught up with his, with his brother, too, I saw. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that wasn't a long-term deal, but it was investigative in the sense that, you know, I happened to, uh, to come across it one day and took two days on it to turn it. And it turns out it's actually that case I just learned last night has headed over to the DA in Paulding County as well as the state. So, so when you ask like what it entails, it's... Our role has evolved based on the needs of the station and based on the, the, what the time requires of us, this moment in time. Um, and so it wouldn't be incorrect to say we are really all over the place. Well, and this, I, as, I, as I tell people, this certainly is a, a, a typical news year. Right. You know, and, and, you know, just in terms of the, Election and the pandemic and, and, and all of that. So I, I think I know everyone is hoping we get back to a little more balance sometime maybe later next year is, is would be would be a good target. And I, and I know that, you're, you know, your reporting because of the pandemic has changed kind of how you get out and, and can do stories. Right. How, how, how has that changed? Um, so I'm out in the field more than I've ever been before, prior to, I mean, for the first few months, I would say until the protest in May, we were, we were home. The protests forced us out. <laughs> and then some people on staff have been more comfortable in the field than others. And so we kind of started moving at our own pace when the story didn't require us to be front and center. Um, we contact Trace within the station, so I'm, we're often paired up with the same people. And so we've, we've had to build trust with our partners that we're working with and just figure out, does the story really need us to, to be there, require us to be there? And so it's been a real mix. But when I'm home, um, I've had the benefit of tapping into that my husband's in the business and, and already had a set um, in, in home studio for a show that he produces for another network. And so I had the, um, I benefited greatly from his, I mean, he runs by live shots. Oh, they, the station dropped off the equipment. He'll run the live shot for me. He'll troubleshoot. Uh, he's got a great lighting setup. I'm hiding now in a, in a bedroom because the kids it's are virtual the, learning and he's yeah. in his studio. Yeah. Yeah, like this isn't the setup, but I found a spot to talk with you in. Um, so in that regard, I honestly, if I didn't have him, I'd probably have lost my mind working from home. And, and you know, we went through a period, a lot of us were quarantined because of exposure and covering the elections. So I just came out of a quarantine, uh, you know, right after Thanksgiving, a two-week quarantine. Um, 
So you have to be prepared. It's like we have to have the setup here just in case that is the issue. Now right. we've got spiking cases. I think you're going to start seeing us back home a lot more um, as a whole, industry-wise, wide. And um, it just depends on the day, on the topic, on the need. Yeah, I, I guess flexibility is the is the watchword just to yeah. be able to have the option to go work from home or be in this be in this in the station at, at on, on set and the comfort level of the people you're interviewing you know you, while, while you may be okay with sticking the mic out on a stick and standing back and social distancing and wearing masks everyone you're talking to you know everybody's got a different way that they're they're moving through this so it, it depends on who who you're talking to and what, what their needs are as well so. so you mentioned you mentioned the the Florida case. Is there another story you've done in the last couple of months, not necessarily election or COVID related? <laughs> okay, that's probably probably the short list to that. <laughs> I, guess, I guess the question is: Is there is there another story? Let's go back for it. Let's go back five years. Is there a story that you, that kind of stands out? You thought, you know, I, I really like that story. We really made a difference with with that that story. Well, you know, right before the pandemic, I don't know how many folks caught this, but uh, there's an uh, OIG investigation into um, the National Guard youth boot camps, so to speak, that uh, Georgia is running. We've found, along with the AJC, a pattern of um, physical abuse and uh, sexual misconduct within these youth camps that Georgia kids uh, attend. And it caught the attention of uh, the, the leadership with the Georgia National Guard. They had be started investigating the claims that we had pulled out of a, a records request to see what was going on in these areas. And I, I felt like we were affecting change in the youth camp arena. It, it literally aired the week we went into lockdown. It was the last non-COVID investigation. Um, so I came off maternity leave, went straight into working on that uh, with Chris Joyner and Johnny Edwards at, at the AJC. And the kids were sent home because of COVID, but a probe had already started into what we had uncovered and it forced the resignation of, of some of the leadership um out at Fort Stewart. So I I wanted to follow and we got lots of calls about other incidents and things that we probably would have been following up for months on end had it not been for COVID. And it's something I want to return to. Uh, but that that dealt with uh what the children were experiencing, how those situations were handled and who had true oversight of the kids at those camps. Um, I have another one that's in the works right now. We're just, it, it has to do with uh, conditions that migrant workers are facing in our state. Uh, we have not decided on an air date. I think that's gonna be a big one. Um, and then we got into some, uh, some insurance fraud right before I went on to maternity leave where we uh, found folks had their DNA run without permission oh, through wow. a lab. That's, and they're involved in a, and 
they're involved in a, um, or at the center of a federal investigation right now. We're going to have to follow up on that. But it, we, we took uh, actually a complaint off of uh, Clark Howard's Consumer Action Center phone line about a lady who got billed $10,000 for a DNA test she had not authorized. Yeah. We found her signature had been forged. Uh, the doctor's office was pointing at the lab. Lab was pointing at the doctor's office. And it turns out there were samples being run that were not authorized by patients. And so that's in the middle of a federal investigation. So those are the stories. I enjoy doing something that will help somebody in the end. Yeah. Well, and I know for, you know, PR folks and other businesses who might be watching, I know you guys will sometimes need kind of a, a third-party expert to kind of give some yeah. expertise on something, not necessarily someone, yeah. you know, not someone who's involved with the, with this, with the case, mm -hmm. but someone who can do that. So, you know, I know there, there's a lot of folks around town who are, you know, if you have, if you have an expert on certain areas, probably could kind of reach out to you and just say, Hey, for the future, not, not that you're necessarily going to, you know, reach out to them in, until you know, you need them. Yeah. But, right. But knowing but you, they're there. <laughs> Right, right, right. Yeah, just so you have it in your in your what we what we used to call our Rolodex. <laughs> yes, especially right now, employment law. And uh, you remember, Mitch, we worked on a story a while back about liability and right. what were the chances of. And everybody, I'm telling you, people thought we were going too far with that back in April. I think, right. like that's not going to be a thing, and then it's a thing. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have issues of, of liability, you know, workplace issues. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the cybersecurity is a, is going to, it's a huge right. thing with so many people working from home now, you know, so anybody who's got experts in, you know, in, in law, cyber mm -hmm. issues, um, yes. you know, all, all kinds of things probably be good to just kind of reach out to you with a short note and to say, Hey, if you're, if you, if you're touching on this issue, I've got a, I got a, I got a woman or a man who can, uh, be a source for you and that'll yes. make it easier for you when you when you get to that point of saying crap i need somebody now <laughs> yes yes and yeah. we're about to get into supply chain stuff with you guys too um oh, yeah that yeah. we're that's gonna be that's gonna be critical right well that's and that's the whole big issue with the, with the vaccine is is the supply chain side okay so um Let's get into the fun stuff now. Get into the, get into the done the work stuff. Here, here's how the, the work stuff works. So, what what is what is something kind of fun and different and cool about Nicole that people might not know? And you know, maybe a you know fun hobby you do or things you collect or something. I I had a friend who actually she worked at WSB and I she didn't tell me this until I happened to notice when her, at her house when she had like she collected like blue themed porcelain. Like, oh. oh, okay. That's that's unique. Yeah, it's kind of different. Um, so, so, what what is what's Nicole? What's the cool thing about Nicole? Well, <laughs> I don't, what is cool about me? I don't think there's a lot of cool. <laughs> what do you what do you, um, <laughs> what do you what do you like to do when you're yeah you you got you got a couple of days off next week? What do you, what's where where are you going to get to? What do you, what do you what are you guys going to do? That's kind of getting out there and getting getting away. Well, we're going to do some crafts, the the kids and I, um, just holiday things that I would be doing um, with my mommy, if yeah. my mom was here. <laughs> my yeah. mom, oh, I'm going to cry. 
<laughs> I miss my mom. Um, if if we were all together for the holidays, we would uh, we're going to be baking. We're going to um, be doing. We're really into Uno right now. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We used to play that a lot when my kids were little, younger. <laughs> We're so, doing that. We've got popcorn on a string. You know, Kevin McAllister is going to be on the TV all week, like Home Alone. Yeah. We're just, we, we've done um, multiple Christmas trees this year. Is there, oh, you, you told me you've got, what, two or th three now? Three? After the three? third one's coming this week. All right. <laughs> all right. So what, what's, the, what's, your, what's the family holiday movie that you guys like to watch together? So we're definitely on our home alone, and yeah. I am a huge Christmas story fanatic. Yep. So yep. Ralphie is everything. Yep. And um, our new movie is uh, Jingle Jangle on Netflix. Oh, I haven't watched it. Rashad. It's beautiful, beautiful story. Gives you all the Nutcracker vibes with like, I. I it is, it's just uh, visually, it is amazing. And the characters are beautiful and the storytelling and the kids still think Felicia Rashad is Claire Huxtable. So they're they're like, what? Yeah, this I, is I, I, I love, grandmother now. Yeah, I love Christmas Story and uh, it, and It's a Wonderful Life. My, my, my spouse is not a It's a Wonderful Life fan, but she'll, <laughs> she'll let me watch it, my annual viewing. <laughs> um, so those, those are mine, but you know, I, I did. We did watch them. Um, what did we watch? There was some other. So Netflix has a bunch of stuff. So there's. there's oh yeah. Stuff. All right. So last book, last book that you read that you want to admit. That I want to admit. Okay, that's a good. I'm glad you added that caveat because yeah. um, I, I will tell you, I've got different reading lists. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I just want to get lost in something crazy and out of this world something a little ratchet <laughs> but um i am rereading right now uh the warmth of other sons by isabel wilkinson and it's uh about the black migration in american history from south to north and the history of of uh black families post-slavery and where folks moved and the reason I'm rereading it is I've had the book for years and they don't go hand in hand, but I just wanted to get myself set for her new book, which is cast. And so I, I wanted to kind of go down that road because recently I've gotten really involved in tracing um, family history uh, that is actually going into an album that's going to be part of my dad's Christmas gift. But we, a couple of years ago, when we got to the African-American History Museum in DC, they had a room where they teach you about tracing um, lineage. And I'd started a couple of years ago and, and found oh. some things that we did not know about and uh, was able to check some records also in Jamaica that we had never pulled. Um, so I'm putting together some stuff there. So right. those two books, I say that because I'm, I'm, my mind is so in documenting 
history that the kids can pick up and take with them. All right. As so they start their families. the next one, favorite Atlanta restaurant. Hmm. Either I'm either sad. sit down or to go. Uh, so my favorite pizza is Slim and Husky's. Oh, I don't know that one. Where's that? Have you, um, I have I have to look up the I'll address. Find I'll, I'll find it. Slim and Husky's. Oh my god, it right. is so good. Um, the first time I went there it was in Nashville, North Nashville, which is where they launched to TSU grad to um, who operate that, but. Um, Slim and Husky, and I'm sitting here looking for my, oh, Twisted Soul Cookhouse. Yeah, okay, that's a good one. All right, Ooh. what's what's your favorite guilty pleasure? <laughs> so you can, it's like when, the, when, um, when you get away from work and kids, and it's like, I want to just go this. Well, I, I'll take a peppermint mocha frappuccino in a Starbucks parking lot any day. All right. Good, good, good. All right. Local getaway. Where do you like to, where do you, where do you want to like to get away other than anywhere, anywhere that's, you know, out of the, out of the office for a little bit? Um, this is so bad because you're exposing what I, I don't do for myself. That's okay. Um, I mean, and, and you know, I, I will, I will say it's when, when, when you have, when you have kids, sometimes there's, there's opportunities to do those local getaways that you want to do are, are a little more challenging and you're, you're doing, you're doing family. So is there a place you like to go as a family? That's a, kind of a, you know, a great wolf lodge or something fun like that, you know, good fun place. Well, we, um, we just like to get out to the trail to walk for, for the kids. Um, and I, uh, without revealing so much, look, you can tell I'm a reporter. I'm always like, <laughs> tagging our location. Stop yeah, doing yeah. that. Yeah, I, I, will, I, will, I will not tag your location. <laughs> yeah, but no, they, we, local, uh, local park is good. Our that's, local <laughs> That's as far, that's as detailed as we need to get. That's, uh, that's all good. Yeah, but out on, on the trail and just um, take it, letting them go off, on their bikes and the girls are really into running now. They're like mm -hmm. my husband, they like to run with him. And of course, Noah's still in the stroller, but if we can just get outside and, and forget the time. We also started having a, like a box of pizza in the park um, during the pandemic. So Saturday morning, we go pick up like a little Caesar's pizza. Yeah. And, and lay out our blanket and, and just get out to our favorite park. Um, but Atlanta has, has so many trails. And I mean, my wife and I, since the kids are both in college now, we've been hitting the bike trails. And there's so many wonderful places to go. We did Arabian Mountain a week or two back. And there's just, just, you know, it's just, it's fun trying to, you know, let's find a different place to go. And we're seeing parts of it, parts of Atlanta that we either haven't seen before or haven't seen in a, in a long time. Um, so anything else that uh, kind of either work or fun or fun stuff wise that we haven't talked about that you wanted to mention? Uh, I know we, um, like I said, this is just kind of a gets in a Nicole kind of conversation. So it's just kind of fun. So just during the pandemic, I've really tried to live out my HGTV dreams. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you're, so, yeah. I'm about to DIY the laundry room. Cool. 
Cool. And I found my ideas on Pinterest. And hopefully I don't mess anything up or have to call in some reinforcement. But you know, what's, what's the worst that can happen? It's the laundry. Who's going to see that, right? I thought I knew how to use this drill. Because <laughs> I'm into like floating shelves now. And I know that sounds simple, but like I want to do it. So redoing the laundry room and the uh, pantry. These are the things that make me happy. And yeah. replacing light fixtures. There you go. I, I you know, it's, I, I like doing my own yard work. My, my wife says, you, you could hire somebody to do that. I said, yeah, I, I like the sense of accomplishment. It gets done. I look at it. It's like, that looks good for a week or so. But you're getting it done. My husband doesn't want anybody over here. We need help. <laughs> he doesn't, he wants to do it himself, you mean? He wants to do it himself, but we're all super busy. I'm like, we need some help to get us started. Maybe one of the neighbors will write us and say, get it. You need a, you need a, a, a kid 12 or older who can push a mower, right? Yes. Budding entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, a couple years. My boy is one. <laughs> well, there's no reason why a girl can't push a mower. Don't, don't go there. She's not, she's not 12. We're getting into the double digits next year. I know, I know, I know. All right, cool. Well, Nicole Carr, WSB TV, thank you for taking time with us this morning. We thank appreciate you. Have a great, <laughs> have a great holiday season. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Okay.